0: The Dunkel Index podcast for this Thursday, April 29th. I'm Ben, and joining me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben, I know we usually start with uh, basketball
1: and then move into baseball, but I thought today we need to do a little different uh, mix. I was watching last night and watched Bryce Harper take a 97 mile an hour fastball right in the face. And I tell you, you know, I have not always been a huge Harper fan since he came into the league with the Nats. Wasn't really excited when Philly opened up its wallet and brought him up there. And they certainly haven't made the postseason since he came to town, Um, although it's certainly not his fault either. Um, Completely. uh, The bullpen has really stunk. But watching him last night get up off after that walk off. Uh, barely even rubbed his face. And then he went straight to Instagram and uh, posted something on Instagram saying how he felt okay, which that's the modern ball player today. Got to get on social media. I mean, I just was like amazed that he was able to do that. So that's that's one tough guy. I certainly uh, didn't realize how tough he is. But to do that, uh, kudos to him. And Phil's rallied for a win last night. So maybe this is something... That will spark the team as well. But thought we had to focus on that. And then uh, why don't we move into our baseball pick
0: to lead off today's podcast? How about that? Sure thing. And yeah, that sounds like the total Bryce Harper story. Uh, it's got some toughness, got some social media, got a team winning without him. It's everything. That's that dude in a nutshell, no doubt
1: about it. So hoping for a speedy return f- from Harper. And actually, he's off to a pretty good start. Uh, so. Hopefully he can keep that up and the the Phil start to rally playing 500 ball right now, but hopefully they turn it up a notch. Uh, But I thought we'd focus on one team that has definitely turned it up a notch with the Boston Red Sox.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll look at their matchup today. And so we've got Boston at Texas. Red Sox are 16 and nine this year. The Rangers 10 and 15 overall for the Red Sox. We got Martin Perez. He's and one so far the Rangers Kyle Gibson 2-0 on the season and the money line on this one is Boston minus 121 on the road so what does the index think about this one
1: well the index thinks that the Boston Red Sox are not very accustomed to losing so it really stood out last year when they went just 24 and 36 and of course that was after letting go of Alex Cora who was caught up in that Houston sign-stealing uh, scam. But Cora's back at the helm this year, and lo and behold, the Red Sox are back to playing winning baseball, 16-9 and right now, following a two-game sweep of the Mets, uh, in which they scored only three runs combined. But that's the kind of baseball you got to play if you're going to beat the Mets, especially when Jacob deGrom is on the mound, and that was the case yesterday. Nick Pavetta and three relievers outpitched the great Degrom for a one-to-nothing win. So there's a lot of good feeling right now in the Boston clubhouse as they head to Texas tonight to open their series with the Rangers. Rangers have a nice new uh, ballpark in Globe Life Field, which opened last year but didn't open to any fans. So this is the first uh, time that fans have been there. But they haven't been playing like they really appreciate the new ballpark. They're just four and eight at home so far, including dropping two of three in a just completed series against the Angels. You know, Boston's bats, which were quiet in New York, uh, aren't likely to stay quiet for long as they still rank tops in all of baseball and team batting average at 267 and OPS at 0.773. Xander Bogarts, uh, JD Martinez, and Alex Verdugo all hitting over 300 right now. And Rafael Devers is not far behind at 294. Martinez is also second in the league right now in home runs with seven and third in RBI with 21. Bogarts is third in baseball and hits with 31. So expect the Boston Bats to start heating up again. Rangers offensive problems look to be more profound. However, Chris Woodward's team is only 17th in team batting average at 230 and 20th in OPS at 675. And they are tops in all of baseball in strikeouts with 10.73 per nine innings. So not making a ton of contact right now in Texas. And when they are, they're not putting it. Into places where they're getting base hits. Red Sox come into this one 13 and 3 in their last 16 road games, so very comfortable outside of Fenway. 39 and 15 in their last 54 as a road favorite. And the Rangers, as we said, 1 and 5 in their last six as a home underdog, just have not been playing very good ball in that new ball field. So We're going to stick with the hot team here in a very low money line at minus 121. Give us uh, the Red Sox to stay hot on the road and pick up the win tonight in Texas.
0: Okay. All right. And this is the first game of seven for them uh, between these two teams this season. And uh, yeah, so far, Red Sox a lot better than the Rangers, it seems like.
1: Yep. Looks like the Boston team of years past, uh, getting some, you know, still got some good bats there, obviously with Martinez and Bogarts, uh, endeavors all carried overs from that last championship team and getting solid pitching right now. And I think managers do make a difference. And in this case, they just play better ball with Alex core at the helm. So don't look for Boston to fade They're tops in the AL East right now. I think three games up on the Rays,
0: um, I see them staying there for, uh, for much of the season, if not all the way. All right. Well, uh, so we've got that out of the way. Should we move on to basketball now? Let's head over to the hardwood. Yeah, we had a good night last night. So let's see if we can uh, keep it up for today's podcast. Okay. All right. So we'll start by taking a look at Milwaukee at Houston. Bucks are 38 and 23 overall this season. The Rockets 15 and 47. Giannis is likely uh, for this one, and the line is Milwaukee by 13 on the road. So, what do you see here?
1: And we never know for sure with Giannis um, or any starters right now in the NBA. But yeah, expectation is Giannis will play, and and we all know all about Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday and the Bucks offense, which ranks tops in the league in scoring and second in three-point field goal percentage. But the one thing the Bucks were looking to do at the trade deadline was improve on a defense that still had its lapses. I think the acquisition of P.J. Tucker from Houston seems to have really helped. Bucks now ranked number four in defensive field goal percentage, so that's pretty good for uh, Mike Budenholzer's team. Uh, Tucker's value is on display in Milwaukee's most recent win, a 114-104 defensive struggle against the Charlotte Hornets. Tucker replaced Brooke Lopez for uh, some pretty good stretches of that game and did a good job shutting down the perimeter of the Hornets shooters. Charlotte was just uh, 4 of 18 from beyond the arc, and their big gun, Terry Rozier, went 0 for 7. So very versatile defensive player in P.J. Tucker who can also knock down corner threes with the best of them. He looks to be... Quietly, uh, one of those trade deadline acquisitions that's really playing out, and he gets to show his new off his new teammates and a championship contending club as they visit his former team, the Rockets tonight. Not surprisingly, since Tucker moved on, things have not gotten any better for the Rockets. They shut down John Wall for the season, on top of already missing Eric Gordon and D G- J Augustine in the backcourt, and the result is left. Stephen Silas, no choice but to turn to second-year pro Kevin Porter Jr. to handle the point guard duties. Uh, he's still short of 21, uh, but Porter looks like he's on his way to being a pretty solid player. Still, he's prone to young mistakes, as is expected right now, and he showed that in Houston's most recent loss, a 114-107 setback to the Timberwolves on Tuesday as he was just 2 of 12 from the field, and he committed five turnovers in 35 minutes. Uh, that's going to be a tough matchup for him tonight going up against Drew Holiday. Overall, the Rockets have now lost 10 of 11 and are just 17 and 38 against the spread in their last 55 home gates. So no home court advantage, so to speak, for the Rockets right now. The Bucks, for their part, have done a good job of not looking past lower-ranked teams, and they come in 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six in games uh, versus a team with a winning percentage below 400. So it's a big line on the road, which uh, can be problematic at times. But the Bucs uh, still have a shot at the top seed in the East. I don't see them looking past the Rockets tonight. They've done a good job, as we just mentioned, of focusing on these lower ranked teams and doing what they need to do. So we're going to stick with the better team tonight in the Milwaukee Bucks to cover that double digit line in
0: Houston. Okay. Pretty fortunate the way the schedule worked out for Milwaukee. This is their first matchup with Houston all season. And then their second one is coming up uh, just eight days from now. Yes, They could probably rest a lot of guys in that second one and still walk away with a win.
1: Funny how the season played out, because when you circled those games early in the year, and I mean at the start of the season, and you thought Harden was still on the team, you probably looked at those games as challenging games. But right now, you're looking at them as opportunities to excel and pick up some uh, some ground on both
0: Philly and
1: Brooklyn in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's go to our second game. We're going to take a look at Golden State at Minnesota. Warriors 31 and 31 overall so far. T Wolves 19 and 44 on the year. Line here is Golden State by five and a half on the road. So, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, well, after Tuesday and after singing the praises of Steph Curry and what he's done for Golden State and picking them against the Dallas Mavericks on our podcast, I feel a little like. Bryce Harper felt last night. I mean, that just was a blowout of major proportions. uh, Probably one of the worst losses of the year for the index. Curry, you know, did have a decent game. He had 27 points. So it wasn't Steph's fault. But when you give up a 28 to nothing run in the first half, that's not going to win many games. And certainly the Warriors weren't able to bounce back from that and got blown out at home 133 to 103. Uh, To a Mavericks team that didn't have Porzingis. And maybe that highlights just how Luca and Porzingis haven't been playing well together because Luca looked dominant without uh, the unicorn. By the way, that 28 to nothing run was the second biggest in the last 20 years behind only a 29 to nothing run that the Cleveland Cavaliers had against the Milwaukee Bucks back in 2009. So, Got me thinking. I was a a little nostalgic. I went back and looked up the starting lineup of that Cavaliers team. Care to guess who was in the starting five that night for Cleveland?
0: Uh, All right. So I remember that team. As far as who was starting, though, uh, I'll I'll say LeBron. Yep, certainly LeBron. Um, By the way, his last
1: season in Cleveland, the first go-round –
0: He uh, took
1: his talents down to South Beach after that and, of course, changed all of basketball's
0: landscape. I'll guess Mo Williams. Ah, very good, yes. I'll guess
1: Verazhou. Ah, good guess. Verazhou was uh, definitely coming off the bench, played significant Uh, minutes that night, but did not start. uh, Then I'll say Ilgauskas. Uh also came off the bench that night but did not oh start.
0: Gosh. Uh JJ Hickson? Oh, yes. Beautiful. Yes. Correct. You got 3 of 5.
1: Um the other two the other another guard. Think in 2009, so right, LeBron's last season. They're trying desperately to get back to the finals. Um, And they made a big move to bolster the middle in that, ru- that last-ditch effort to get to the finals again.
0: Uh, Shaq.
1: Yes. Yes, it was a past his prime Shaq. Didn't quite work out. I remember that SI cover with LeBron and Shaq on it. And, uh, yep, hopes were high in Cleveland that year that Shaq was going to get them back to the championship. Of course, didn't and play. That- was Delonte way. West the last starter? No, Delonte came off the bench as well, had 21 points that night. So he was red hot off the bench.
0: Who was the other guard? Get,
1: yeah, I don't think you would get this one. I certainly wouldn't have. Anthony Parker.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten to him for a long time. Anthony Parker was the, the fifth player that night in the starting
1: lineup. And the Bucs were a little shorthanded. Because Michael Red missed his fifth straight game. Remember Michael Red? He was <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was red hot for a couple years and then disappeared because of injuries. So there you go, a little trip down memory lane there with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers of 09. But meanwhile, back to tonight's game. So you can understand my hesitancy in taking the Warriors after being on the wrong side of history on Tuesday. It's doubled by the fact that the T Wolves are actually playing pretty decent ball right now with three straight wins, including a huge upset against the Jazz. But that's the position the index is in tonight. Um, The game has an interesting side note as it brings Andrew Wiggins and D'Angelo Russell back together. Of course, they were swapped for each other last season. And the Warriors also get the T-Wolves' first-round draft pick if Minnesota finishes outside the bottom three in the standings this year. And right now, they are third from the bottom. So they would still keep it as of today. But the way they're playing right now, they can still catch OKC in Detroit. So in a weird way, the Warriors can win tonight by losing, which also uh, adds a little bit to my hesitancy. But focusing on this year, they can ill afford losses if they want to make the postseason. And sitting in the 10th spot in the West, they are trying to hold off the Pell's the final spot in the play-in games, and Coach Steve Kerr vows that they're going to play every game as if it's a playoff game from here on in. So we're going to take him at his word and take the better team here as well to bounce back tonight with a win on the road. Warriors are 4-0 against the spread in their last four following a loss, so they've done a pretty good job of shaking off defeats. 6-2 against the spread in their last eight following a double-digit loss at at home. So, good job of shaking off even ugly defeats. And that certainly was. So, we are going to go with the team that's playing every game like a playoff game right now and take the Warriors on the road to slip past the suddenly hot Minnesota T Wolves. We'll go take the Warriors minus five on this
0: one. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's uh, fair to compare the Warriors and that Cavs team, especially since uh, LeBron's last year was there. It's Steph Curry's last year on the contract. I guess the difference is it looks like hopefully the Warriors will be able to re-sign Curry.
1: Yeah, and, you know, should get Clay back. Um, So I think there's more hope in Golden State than there was in Cleveland. Uh, So, yeah, I agree. I think this is probably not the last we're going to see curry in a warriors uniform uh while it was the last in 09 that we saw lebron after he lost to boston in the finals and uh we we just had that sense that we weren't going to see him again Mm -hmm. but oh how it played out right i mean he came back the second go around ended up winning the championship so he did revive some good feelings in cleveland but i agree i don't think this is this is necessarily the swan song for golden state but would like to see him make it at least to the play-in game because I think Steph Curry in an elimination game would be a lot of fun to
0: watch. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, let's go back to Houston really quick to look at a player prop tonight,
1: huh? I I like it. Yeah, where are we going to go? I think anybody you take against the Rockets has a
0: really good chance of going over. So. Who are we going to go with? That was kind of the thought. Uh, Pretty high over under in this game. It's like 230, 231, I think. So uh, for the first matchup of the year, I was looking at Giannis. Uh, His uh, points total is set at 27.5. And And, uh, his last couple games against the Rockets have been pretty solid. Last year, he had two games against them of 36 and 30 points. So tonight, I like Giannis going over the 27.5 against the Rockets.
1: Yeah, that, and those points last year was uh, were against uh, a much better Rockets team, obviously, with Harden uh-huh. and, and, and Gordon and Tucker uh, on those teams. That was a playoff team um, this year, not even close. This is the worst team in the league. 27.5, I mean, that's good value in my book. I think Giannis could get to uh, 30 through three quarters. He may need to do it in three quarters they, this could be one of those games where the starters rest for a good chunk of the of the fourth, but uh, I think Milwaukee definitely wants to get this game uh, in the win column tonight, win big, not fool around with this team. So see Giannis having a, a big big game, and it's really, I mean, I guess Christian Wood poses somewhat of a defensive challenge, but Giannis is pretty much able to push through anybody he wants to push through when he puts his mind to it and been playing very well of late. So I like Giannis to at a, at a
0: number below
1: 30 uh, to blow through that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely seems to be their mentality lately, trying to win, trying to win big. So, yep. What's Curry's number tonight in Minnesota?
1: That's another big
0: over under. I think that's well over two thirty tonight as well. Uh, Curry's uh, points total tonight in that one is set at 35 and a half.
1: Oh, they are expecting a big bounce back game from Steph, which I like because, again, yeah, we do have Golden State. So I uh, don't think we want to touch that. That's probably too high for us. But I do like the fact that the number has been set high and the expectations are high for him. So that's good for, I think, the, uh, the Warrior pick overall. Well, thanks, everybody, uh, listening tonight, and uh, go to uh, dunkelindex.com. You can get all our picks uh, for the NHL, MLB, and NBA. Uh, We've got our preview uh, for the Valspar tournament uh, this weekend in PGA. Uh, We will have our NASCAR preview up shortly as well, and uh, uh, still playing some football. The FCS playoffs kicked off last weekend, had a good – Uh, week there went five and three against the spread so uh definitely want to check out our fcs playoff picks for this week when we post them later this week so appreciate
0: uh all the followers continuing to listen and visit the website all right sounds good so uh we'll be back for one more tomorrow uh that's it for us today thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you later awesome ben thanks all right see ya